Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What is up? Welcome to Tigers Untapped. Uh, this week's show is actually canceled. So thanks, you guys, for uh, tuning in. We will be back when Memphis wins a basketball game again. Yeah. So appreciate we'll you guys. Thank see you. See you next time. <laughs> Sean from Boy Meets World. What's up? You guys see TJ's flow tonight? <laughs> First of all, it's like, a pretty sick bowl cut. The panga's about days. to walk in. Ah, I wish. Ugh. Like, if you were a man. Probably somewhere between, let's say, Kenny, how old are you? 52? Between <laughs> fi- no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're between the ages of, we're 25, <laughs> Kenny's 52. <laughs> if you're like somewhere in your 30s to low 40s, you know Topanga, and she was clearly on your list in your in your youth, right? Wow. Yeah. All right. So, All right. Kelly, Kelly Kapowski or Topanga Lawrence? Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, I'm probably more. 10 times. Topanga, Topanga was, she had a very unique... unique yeah. Look, still beautiful. I'd have to go, Kelly. I'm gonna be honest with you. I needed something good. I've actually had this beer. I needed something to make this episode better, and I'm gonna start with Hopper Bollock. You've had this before, yeah, from King and Queens. I had it at the actual brewery itself, though. You had this while watching King of at, Queens. Is that what you said? Queen and King, what's it called? I'm looking at Soul and Spirit. Soul and Spirits. Thank you. Uh, Soul and Spirits. No, you're such a big Hopper Bollock. Kevin James guy. Why did you just <laughs> say king? How did you king of where did king of hands says queens and kings? And I read it and I said king of king of queens. I think that's what I said. TJ's got a little bit of Kevin James in him. No man, you don't love that immediately just in your mouth, dude. It's very hot, hoppy for me. Big paws. It's good. I'm about to come pour Kenny something. I mean, it is good. It is. There's just a lot of hop. It's hazy IPA. That heart on the front. <clears throat> Dude, we can't get in the can yet. Hold up, hold up. Is hold this up. a play on hyperbolic? Hold up. Yeah, I'm assuming. There's some type. Is there a song called Hyperbolic? We'll talk about that later. I don't know. You know that's the always thing. tell you. We do oh, it at the end. Scan we do it at the, the end. We played it. Keep well, cool and consume fresh. We didn't play a basketball. I was going to say we played a basketball game. We probably could have played the basketball game. It would have been the same outcome. Tigers drop to UAB 88-97. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even. That's all I'll say. I don't even. That's a good one. I can't even. Kenny, can you? Can you even? Um, no. I mean, they're not. Uh, bad. They're not a bad team. Like, let's just get that out in the open. They're not bad. Who? Maybe they're not that bad. Oh. <laughs> they're not that bad. I Are mean, they ninety-seven points? Good. They're not that good. No, they that's that's a little bit Memphis helping them out. I they're think, fine. But look, I'll say this. 50, it's been 15 days. You know what that is? Since we last won a basketball game. And my child's birth. Since the day that he was born, we oh. won on his birthday. We have lost every... He thinks we are the shittiest team in all of college. Can basketball. we blame... <laughs> he came out. We are hitting school records for threes. He was like, this is great. And we've just lost three straight. Part of me thinks we can blame William for this. How dare you? Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. How dare, how dare you? I don't know. I'm just making things work. Um, this sucks. Yeah, there's no way around it. Look, any any one of these three. Well, I don't know. The South Florida one was really bad because you were up twenty. 
But like, if you'd beaten South Florida and Tulane and then you lost yesterday, it's kind of just a whatever. I think. Sure. Same thing. If you beat South Florida and you won yesterday and you lost Tulane, that one's also kind of like a you can write that off, right? Walton got hurt. He couldn't play Tomlin in the last six minutes because he scratched his cornea somehow. Mm. Um, mm. It's just the combination of all three of these. I mean, it's just disgusting. And I don't know where to go from here. There are people out there that still have a lot of uh, hope and faith in this getting turned around, and I wish that I had that because I have... I'm at a point, I don't even, it's not fun. I'm becoming, I care more. I feel like I care more than the guys that are actually playing and losing these games. It's a bad spot to be. I've now ruined two Sunday evenings in a row with the family. Um, Just in a, just puts me in a foul, foul mood. My family doesn't deserve that. They don't. They're good people. And I think, you know what's, stinks about it the most is that defense has been Penny's thing for so long and it seems that we've just put defense to the wayside completely does it not feel that way it's just not what I the most frustrating part of this is you just had an entire week off which I meant to mention that last week this is now like the third time this season that we've had a week in between games and I cannot stand that in college basketball yeah, it makes it real awkward for podcasting. I know that. Um, I mean, I know you can get one around exam week or whatever, yeah. but like, why are we going a week in between games? It's yeah. brutal. Anyway, you had an entire week. The conversation, the rhetoric going into this last week was, oh, it's going to be the, you know, I've been laying off the guys, been going too easy, been letting things slide because we we're on a winning streak, blah, blah, blah. I think it was even DJ. Didn't DJ come out and say that the intensity had been cranked up and it was all focused on defense no. this week? And then you give up 97 freaking points to UAB. Mm. I knew we were in trouble in the pregame when uh, Jordan Vanderholz came on and was like, yeah, they don't shoot the ball too well. And I was like, well, they're about to hit double-digit threes on us. And I'm pretty sure they ended up with 10. They nine. Ooh. They had a dude nine. Yeah. That freaking kid shooting 10% in conference from three and just lighting us up. Hitting him before the buzzer at half. I mean, like. Yeah, that one was sick. I'm not going to lie. Sick? Yeah. The kid, he shoots it with side spin. That should never go in the basket, ever. I mean, you look like TJ throwing a football out there. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you got the whole, like, the what? Whoa! You throw it from up Don't here. Don't you like dare sideways. disparage me in the way I throw. A I didn't say that it was wrong. Wow! I don't even know what he's talking about. I throw a. I just said he shot the basketball like it looked like he threw a basketball. You're lucky he was trying to football. Throw a little thing at your head. Like, see, did you guys see that? That's how you Coming throw a little, football. A little over the top. That's how you throw a football. Okay, I mean it's just Who a is little this bit guy more of like a slider than. That, that, <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, Next. Regardless. Next. That is great. I mean, it, how do you throw a football? I mean, while well, I'm in a chair, but I mean, just. Oh, don't you dare do that. Why? Don't you dare put your, your hand over your shoulder. Clown. Why? Okay. I'm who sorry, knew, TJ. Who knew TJ threw like a girl? First of all, I don't. I throw over my. I throw like this, and I think that's his problem. As opposed to Trey holding it here, I hold it up there. I think that's what he's saying. But it, uh, 
the friends of the without, pod that are watching will know what I'm talking about. A ball about. in my hand. Like, I mean, I don't know what you That want. was more natural looking. Can we, we're going to film this. This is going to be a cutting. Can you splice this in, bud? We need to splice. Anyway, it's disgusting to go have an entire week to prepare for a basketball team and then just do that. Lay a total egg. What's disgusting is having 25 turnovers or whatever the number was. Well, that was also. David Jones may not be capable. We have nine by himself. I think so. That is insane. Uh, The number is actually 15 total. And David Jones had seven. What? There's no way we only had 15. No, they had over 20. They had 21. Sorry, those are steals. Sorry, those are steals. They had 21. had nine. Yes, correct. Wow, he had seven steals. Nine of 22. But he had seven steals. Um, So he almost made up for it. That's wild. Yeah. Nine nine single. Between him and Quinterly, we had 13 turnovers. Yeah. The Quinterly with four, I'm not... As much as the ball is in his hand, like that's whatever to me. But he's had such long stretches where he's like six assists to one turnover. Sure, I mean but, he did that for like four or five games in a row. Yeah, but I think if you by look the way back he was announced that, as a top ten finalist for the Bob Cousy Award. Hmm. So I'm sure he's excited about that. I think if you we look lost. back on the times where he was just serving it up and not turning it over. It's when we were in that 10-game winning streak, right? The, the team was playing well It was the together. first half of it, yeah. Yeah, we were playing well together. Yeah. And then everything started to decline from It was there. that streak. It was those four games before Tomlin showed up is when Quinterly was playing the best. That, I'm... This guy working Why on. do you always have to... I'm just... That's... I, that's, I mean, that's literally what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I'm messing with you. I'm not the one pushing that. It's Gary and all of them. I mean, I have been jokingly. Uh, I don't... Even get how he could hurt you. I mean, like, yeah, he's not the best defender in the world, but he's more serviceable than your other options. I think, and shout out to D. Grimes because he's the one that's pointed this out, but I think the more glaring piece or issue that is Caleb. I mean, it pretty much coincides not having with Caleb yeah. going out. I sure. mean, you played two games with Tom and, and Caleb, which were bad, but I write those off as like, Again, Vandy was the day before Christmas break, and you had dudes getting on a flight like hours after the game. So, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're tuned out a little bit. Sure. The other one is you've been on – it was Alabama State. You've been on Christmas break for a week. You come back, it's the first game after Christmas break. Like, you lay a little bit of a sure. clunker. And you got up. I mean, you had pushed it to like 17, and then Penny threw out some weird rotations with three minutes left and let him kind of get back into it. But you could have written those two off, and then it's like – you get to Tulsa, Caleb goes down, and then since then it's just been really bad. Yeah. I will say I was impressed that Penny has cut down the rotation some. I was not expecting – I know he's played more, but if you look at the balancing of it, it's not like three guys in 30 minutes, you know, two guys at 25-plus – uh, I'm probably getting yeah, into I mean, a you had, problem here. You but had four you guys. You know what I'm saying, right? You yeah. don't have eight, nine, ten guys playing 15-plus minutes. Yeah. You had four guys play 30-plus minutes yesterday. Malco at 30, DJ at 33. Malco at and, 30, wow. Yeah. Walton and Quinterly at 32 apiece. Next closest with Tomlin at 23, and then you had 15 or fewer for everybody else that played. Do you think there's a, a correlation in – Teams out rebounding us, and also with the number of threes they're taking. 
obviously those long. Bounces. I mean, obviously, yes, three points are going three point attempts are going to attempt are going to result in longer rebounds, but it's also like some of its effort. I sure. mean, there were multiple occasions where we were in perfect position yesterday to get a rebound and just got bumped out of the way. Yeah, or like moved out of the way. There's been and a couple get it. a couple of times where it seems like someone will watch the ball and they just kind of stand there like, all right, Trey's got it, Trey's got it, and then they'll kind of just turn and then Trey does not. Yeah, Trey did not have it. I mean, there's a clear lack of communication across the board with this team right now. Why do you think that is? I know you don't really know the answer, but I don't know. I can't. I mean, like I don't. I don't. I know there was a big thing with team chemistry, and like there was some. I mean, if it, if what Penny says is true, he said it tonight. I think on his weekly radio show. That Caleb was this year's Alex in a sense of the vocal leader that all he wants to do is win. He's going to sacrifice things for the betterment of the team to win games. Sure. He's the guy that was talking and in huddles and timeouts, talking on the floor of the mo. Like, if that's the case, then I mean, that's clearly yeah. what's happened. Like, that dude's gone. It only, like, at least for me, like when there's somebody else on the field court, whatever it may be that's talking, it just entices me to want to talk as well. Like, and then if you lose that person, like, I don't know, just kind of everybody else, unless you're just a natural vocal person, which a lot of people aren't really sure to be honest. Like it's just gonna, can I ask you all a question about that? Maybe who really cares about the whole, about his comments about Caleb Mills? Like, are we supposed to feel sorry for him? Like, like what are like what's the point of continuously bringing up the fact that Caleb Mills was that guy? Like I don't understand. Like, are we supposed to like go? Oh well, shit. Like, okay, cancel the season. Caleb Mills got hurt. Like, what are we what are we supposed to say? Like, you got a bunch of twenty five year old grown men on that team. Like, you're telling oh, me I you agree. can't get those dudes to yeah. step up. Like, I just I, I'm I'm kind of over hearing about Caleb Mills non-stop like okay we get it caleb if you're listening we know that you are that's no shot to you no not even a little yeah. bit um i agree with you i mean i i'm and again penny sent this himself today there's no time for excuses anymore so like somebody well, stop step, making excuses step the f up stop making excuses and supposedly that guy is going to be malco i mean for what it's worth losing caleb it's that was i mean that's a big hit Right, I mean those those are valid minutes. That's your prime defender, one through four. Anyone you need him to, he could lock him up. I think that is a big loss. So that could explain why the defense has just been cheeks lately, to an extent. Right, not it's not like the sole reason by any means, but at the same time, like Kenny, like you said, like we're we're talking about a team of grown men. Like if Penny's idea is that. Um, I want to coach the Tigers for as long as possible. Perhaps I want to do an NBA career at some point for coaching. Like, how do you expect to get the NBA players to buy in? You know, perhaps it's a little different because they truly are grown men and that's their job and their livelihood and things like that. It's a little bit different in the NBA, but how the hell did we hold SMU to 59 points? It's a different time. I just don't even understand. It's a different time. I mean, I don't. I really don't know where to go from here. Like it, when it's I don't, once or once or twice when the defense has just been atrocious, you know, you just kind of say, "Yeah, it's bad luck." But now we're starting to hit like a consistent theme. I mean, what's gonna? What is it? What? What does it take 
to wake up. Like we thought, okay, you let South Florida come back on your home floor after you're up 20 and beat you. That's a wake up call. You've been playing with fire, quote unquote, for a month to that yeah. point. Surely they'll figure it out. You go to Tulane, get beat. Okay, they'll wake up now. That's back to back losses. You got a week off to prepare. Intensity's getting cranked up. You guys know what it's going to take. And then you come out, and yeah, I feel like yesterday's loss was the worst of by far the three effort. By far. Like the team gave up. I mean, the they were. Half. I don't know. They felt that like they gave up in that play USF game after too, we so. scored a basket to put a. I think yeah. we put us like down nine or whatever, cut it to single digits, and literally we just stood there while they inbounded the ball and ran down unguarded and got a dunk. I mean, like what the hell was that? No, they everyone were, just standing around yeah. doing nothing. There were a couple times where. They just left that one guy wide open in the corner hitting threes back to back. Like, you could tell they were just kind of like, whatever. There were so many plays yesterday that I, the other, like, I think it was first half. Ashton was a primary ball defender, faced up on a guy on the wing. He's standing, I don't know, three feet inside the three point line for no reason whatsoever. Just stops guarding him, turns into double team the dude in the post and just gave a wide open lane straight to the bat. Like, and then turned around and was like, what What did I do? What do you mean? I messed up? Like, bro, you – I mean, he was as close to you and I right now sure. facing the primary ball handler and just <laughs> left him. Turned his back for no reason whatsoever. I don't say this to, you know, disparage any of the players, but I do question some of their situational in-game basketball IQ at times. Like, there are times where you see – that. I mean, there's been two or three different plays – Oh, I think I through the various the last couple of games, I mean, like two or three specifically, as, where it's I just will like, say this: what? as dumb as the freaking mic'd up thing was. Look, shout out to Andy Kennedy because it was cool for two possessions <laughs> to get like that kind. Of, I'm serious; like you don't normally get that kind of in game sure. behind the scene. Like, and he was, I felt like doing a good job. I mean, I was kind of shocked that he was sitting there telling us exactly what they're about to do. Like, yeah. We make this, we're going to the one, two, two. Like, that was kind of throwing me off. Like, I just didn't expect that out of him. Sure. But that gave us a little insight when Penny was mic'd up and he's like screaming, same play, same play. And then they get a freaking three out of it, like right back to back possessions. And it's just like, what? I don't know. The dudes on the floor aren't recognizing that. They're not hearing him call that out, that it's the same play. Like, so do your bat, like, your statement about basketball IQ, I just don't like. I don't know where are they? What are they doing when they're out there? What are they thinking? What? Well, I mean, how many times have we seen the inbound to the corner? Like, how do we keep getting to that situation? It's not. It hasn't happened that much recently. They've gotten better at it. You're talking about us inbounding yes, into the corner. Yes, us inbounding into the oh, that's corner. That's just and the been ball a, just dies. That's a been a penny thing. Since I know, been but here. They, but at the same time, as the the inbound, like if you're the inbounder, like why 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 pin the ball to the corner and you're basically surrounding them with defenders. Like you can't do anything at that point without throwing some wild. I think they're pass. teaching them to do it. There's no get way. it over there and go up the sideline is I guess what they're teaching. There's I mean he's been doing it. No We've way. been doing it for I six know, years. But there's just no way. I'm assuming the first two plays are not open and that's just that guy's just there as a security blanket, but that should not ever I be guess. a security blanket. I don't know. Give me the five what? wide. Well yeah, where's that gone? That was working. I know I like that one actually. Little Tim Crams. I guess he's on vacation now. It's a dead period. What was your most what was the most concerning thing Penny said after yesterday's game for you? He didn't join the press conference for like an, yeah, hour, like an hour after or the game after. ended. 
Um, I think no players talked. Finally, Buns or somebody crawled through the air vent and heard some quotes from the locker room air vent. I don't. I don't think anything stood out to me in particularly. I know that. I mean, him Penny saying he walked in. It was just a blunt, bunch of blank stares. Like, give me a Keontae or somebody punching a brick wall and breaking your wrist. Show me that you care. Why? Why again? Why do I care? More than you who is playing the game. Do you have not a competitive bone in your body? I legitimately... Why are you not... Why are they not pissed off that they're losing to inferior teams and being embarrassed? I think it's gotten to the point where they play shitty. And then they're like, well, don't worry. The second half, like, we're just more talented to our talent. We'll just out-talent them. And it hasn't happened, right? That's what I just don't... They clearly I I don't understand why, how that can even be a thought, like... You're letting teams build a little bit of confidence in the first half, and it's not like confidence for an inferior team is the worst thing that you can give them. Sure. That's what I mean. That's why those Next dudes start making shots, and then the crowd gets into it. Like, I don't I got know. real I sick just, of seeing Ortiz, man. I don't get real, real old. Freaking Tony Tony. Yeah, the double name, like, unbelievable. You know, let the the double name get you. I don't know. Oof. I just. And then Penny, he, I mean, he's going to say, like, he just hasn't been able to get through to this team. He hasn't found out what it is he needs to say to break through to him. Like, why, honestly, why does he have to say anything anyway? Well, man. I think you just got a bunch of dudes out there that. All they're caring about is stats and getting to the league. Well, I think the the issue with that is like, is it is that really where we think they're going? Like, they, do we think that's truly the thing? Like, they just care about their own stats. I think so. Some of the shots and stuff that they take. I mean, he again. I look. He's and some he people don't made a comment on player he over said team. It, I mean, he said it today again. Said that during the ten game win streak. There were people on the team that were mad because their stats weren't where they thought they should be. They didn't give two shits that they were winning 10 games in top 10 in the country. Yeah. I think, yeah, not that it matters. I think you could figure out who that is. Again, like that goes back to the, I don't know, I think we talked about it last week or the week before, but like if that's your thing, then go play a freaking individual sport. Go play tennis. Golf, where you're the you are the only person. Well, how much, how much of this is transfer, transfer, transfer portal driven? Like, how much? What do you have, mean the situation we're in? Yeah, I mean, like, so we we've kind of talked about the lack of a culture. How I mean, we kind of talked about it last week, really. I I think. My audio and video were cutting in and out the entire time. I think you guys mentioned this. Like, yeah, I felt bad about that show. It, yeah, so it was like guys. the that was my internet. It's, it's not good. Yeah, I, it, <laughs> yes. There were times I was just sitting there nodding, like <laughs> Kenny's talking a lot because I'm like, I, I don't know what you guys are saying. I'm just waiting on someone else to smile for me to be like. <laughs> I had no clue what you guys are saying for a solid ten minutes at one point, but um, a little behind the scenes. Kenny and I thought that TJ actually quit the podcast last week before we even got started. <laughs> he he was on the stream yard and said, F it, you guys do it. And then his he was and then gone. He just gone. And we were yeah. like, uh 
I was switching laptops. What What do we do now? Like, do we wait for him? I texted TJ. I'm like, are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I was switching laptops. It was frustrating, though. Um, but no, I think you guys talked about it. Just the the lack of culture that this team seems to have. Like, there's not a true identity to them. And I, I'm just curious, how hard is that to to have a culture when you only have Malcolm and Jaden back from last year. So you, you don't really, you're not really retaining much. So it yeah. seems like, I mean, I don't, don't, I think you can still have a culture that you're instilling from day one that they're here. I mean, he said it himself, like he'd been going easier and letting things slide that he normally wouldn't like, why are you doing that? Are you yeah. doing that because these guys are older and you think that they can get away with it and still win game? Like why? Yeah. I think it goes even I think deeper that's than un- that. Unacceptable to me. Like if you're going to, have a program like hold everybody to the same standard no matter who sure. the hell it is walking 100%. through the door i think right? it's another like, part of it too i think it goes deeper than that i think it i think if you have a culture in place it yep. dictates who you recruit oh 100 well that's the other thing that's frustrated the hell out of me about this season is like and we've talked about it before sure but he he talks about his identity and his teams are, are defensive minded defense travels they want to be the best defensively they can be and then, you, yeah. and then you, so, okay, so go out and get players that will fit that. You compose the roster of the exact opposite. I mean, I'm not saying that, but like, get, at least get guys that will fit into that. Don't go get a bunch of dudes that are the alpha scoring, first minded cheeks defenders. And then now we're in this situation. It is not, offense is not our issue. I mean, you score 88 points in a college basketball game, you should win, you should win 10 out of 10 games. Of course. In regulation, 88 points. No, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I think if you talk about, if you but solely I, focus on who are your best defenders that they brought in from the portal, I mean, for a moment there, JQ was pretty locked in. I'm kind of falling back on that. I mean, I, I think that uh, Jordan has been fine defensively. I mean, that's really about it. Like, uh, Jaquan doesn't do anything defensively for me. Jaden may honestly be your best wing defender. I mean, I'd... yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to find to the answer, analytics to, to that, answer but... your original question. I think the portal definitely plays a part of this, right? Like, it's from a team chemistry. It's going to be when you have thirteen new guys coming together, and most of them are showing up late. Like, it's yeah. not really a surprise that you're going to have issues. And then on top of it, when it's thirteen guys that are coming from teams where they were high-level contributors to teams or the go-through guy, even if they were on a bad team. Like, it's going to be tough to get those guys to mesh. Do you think this this season specifically alters how Penny will oh, I go think based, about roster I think based on the out? comments that he's made, yes. It seems like it. I mean, it should. I mean, if he, he learned that the five freshman thing wasn't going to work. Yeah. He changed from that. Now he's understanding you probably can't just go get five, eight alpha transfer portal guys with one year left. And that, I mean, can it work? Yes. Is it easy to do? Not necessarily. I mean, shit, look at Arkansas. They're in a worse situation. Yeah. And basically did the same thing. Um, 
So I think the portal definitely plays a role, and he's got to establish and hold everybody to the same standard no matter who it is. If it's a fifth-year senior or if it's a freshman that's walking in the door, like you got to treat everybody the same way in the program and hold all of them sure. to the same standard. And I don't think that that happens. Yeah. I, I am curious how he goes about it. I think he knows that, you know. I don't think it happens year to year, and I don't think it happens player to player within the same teams. Yeah. I mean, I think there are players on the current team that probably get away with more than other guys. Like a son. And it shouldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I, wouldn't I don't know. I was just making a dad joke. But. Somebody like Malcolm or somebody that he knows that's been around, he's sure. probably going to let slide a little more than somebody who's here for eight months. Like, I don't know, JQ or a younger, I don't know. Yeah, I I do think this this season specifically will dictate how he goes about. It's just like a, another step I, in the ladder. I mean, we've said his... it, we said it going into this offseason. We were excited about Chandler coming back and – having some of that continuity and guys that have been here to help establish and enforce that culture. Like they know they've been playing for Penny. They understand. And that helps when you have guys on the team. Like, I mean, they've said it, like we mentioned earlier, like Malco from this point forward, they're saying is he understands what it means to the city being from here. He understands what Penny's wanting. Like he's going to be that enforcer within the team. But I think it, (laughs) what? Kenny thinks that's a joke. Did, no, did, I, he did laugh. At I think you. you need those guys awesome in uniform as much as on the bench as a staff member. It, so next year when Malcolm is a grad assistant on staff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jaden. I do think Alex would have helped as a GA on this team. I just – I'll say this. This seems – like every year that Penny has been a college basketball coach, he has just climbed this new rung of his coaching career, right? I mean, that's the other that that freshman that that freshman roster, you know, the one with Alo, Tyler, yeah. all that. The big gap between that rung and the next rung, big lesson learned there. I think this is going to be another big big rung, big gap between. The I mean, as long as he's learning, which so far, for certain things, he's shown that he adjust and learns but i mean that's the other thing like it literally is only his six year ever of coaching college basketball right like but that i don't i don't know how much and i'm probably gonna get flamed for this but like basketball is still basketball in the grand scheme of things like he's been a basketball coach for many years yeah there are small things that he does that it's like for a guy who's been coaching for 12 plus years or whatever the number is like you don't you shouldn't be doing that so I mean, like, what's one of those things? Well, the inbound corner play. If you're saying that's Penny, that definitely counts as. I mean, that, it ha- yeah, it has to be him. I don't. It's right. It happened I mean, for six years with different people on the team. So playing twelve guys and, in and one new game? staffs every year. I don't think that's changing. Well, no, but that's like just who he is, and I get that. But at a certain point, it's like he's a charitable guy. He gives back. The NCA even ruled that way. <laughs> Look, I think he's going to learn a lot from this this year's construction I think, of the roster. The and other thing, change how he does things going forward. The twelve guy thing, and just in general, like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Penny is a people pleaser. Like he wants to try to make everyone on this team happy. Yeah, but I think some of that is in certain scenarios. Well, maybe I take that back. He added Jordan Brown, and I know that that probably pissed off the entire team. So maybe not so much. 
Yeah. But in that, he was trying to make Jordan happy. Okay. And I will counter with having Jordan makes your team better than not having Jordan. Does it? If Malcolm breaks his leg tomorrow, yeah, I think it's nice. Oh, to okay. Have My point is, you now have an option that you didn't have before. Well, we played our best basketball and looked the best we have all year when Jordan Brown wasn't a part of this program. He's playing like five minutes a game. It's not like it matters I, at this point. It, it's not about on the it's court. It's not about playing five minutes or not. Okay. Which I will say, five minutes and he had three boards yesterday. He's so maybe <laughs> getting out rebounded, we might have needed a little more than five minutes out of JB yesterday. I agree, Kenny. It's, it's not just the whole situation. Again, establishing a culture and holding people to the same. Like, I'm not on the team, but I can tell you for like that would have probably pissed me off. For sure. 100%. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I I think in his mind, he is doing what he thinks is best and gives the team the best opportunity to win as many games as possible. Sure. But is that worth the cost of what's now? And I'm not saying adding JB is why we've we're no. on this losing streak, but I think the chemistry issues that are being discussed and talked <laughs> about are certainly not, it's not helping, that's for sure. I can't. I don't look at the games and say that JV I've heard that they, is the they've, issue. They've since brought him back. The team's been calling him Doo Brown, not Jordan Brown. Trey. They actually convinced him to change his Instagram name to Doo Brown. I don't look at the I don't watch these last three games and say, you know what? It's because Jordan Brown's on the team. I, it's I know, because well, because just, it's Tomlin got added. That's what it, <laughs> No, they just leave guys you wide watch, open. No, you watch the last eight games since Tomlin was had, and you're like, okay, it makes sense. No. It all lines up. No. Memphis went from allowing if, fewer than one point per possession to now anything, they're like one and a half points per possession defensively. If anything, adding Tomlin to this roster. He got lost against South Florida and gave up the freaking game he winning. Did. He did do that, but I think there's – we've and we've already talked about it. He shouldn't have been in the game in that moment. It should have been Malcolm. That was your your leader refusing to play in cri- critical moments. But maybe that was Malcolm taking a stand, trying to tell the team, we got to do this together. <laughs> and by doing this together means I'm sitting out. I don't know where we go from here. I don't either. I have no hope. Let's take a break and gather ourselves, and we'll be back right after this. The Memphis Grizzlies are working on something. They're playing on some type of. They're leaving, the, Anthony. Yeah, they're leaving. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fix the Liberty Bowl so the Grizzlies will stay. <laughs> right. They're leaving. The, they're leaving Memphis. They're going to <laughs> Vancouver. They're going yeah, back to Vancouver. going to Nashville. Yeah. Oh no. But yeah, man. Don't even joke about that. Yeah, exactly. I got so tired of hearing that bullshit. That hurt my heart a little bit when you just said that. Yeah, man. I would, bro. I would. If the Grizzlies moved anywhere else, man, I would still be a Grizzlies fan. I believe they go to Nashville, man. <laughs> Hell, that shit. <laughs> Damn that man. I'm gonna be a Minnesota fan of y'all. Like. <laughs> be a Sacramento fan. Yeah. Be me and my girl Rail. We'd be rock repping the Pelicans. Let's right, go. I'm say, New Orleans, that's close to the team. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fooling no damn Nashville ass team. Become a Zion fan. Right. I'll be a fat ass Zion fan. I ain't worried about that shit because uh, the Grizzlies, 
are planning on doing some downtown development, and I doubt they plan on doing something like that for a city they're trying to get the hell up out of. Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Is there a way for this to be turned around? Sure. Sure. How does that happen? And, th- and this is typically what we do is how does that happen? And we talk about it. I really can't give you anything. I, I really can't give that you. That we haven't said 400 times right. in the past two weeks. Right. And we haven't seen any of that acted upon or anything no. really change from this team, from this coaching staff from that point. So I, I'm extremely concerned. These problems, how can you solve them? Yeah. Like, is there any real Tangible. way to make that happen? Yeah. Because if not, I'm just going to have to project them to lose more games along the way if they can't figure this whole yeah. thing out. And I think the two two things, if I like, if the two things they need to fix, like each other, <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah. And then two, find a vocal leader in the locker room. Those two things I think would solve. I don't know, ninety percent of the issues that ail yeah. this team. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back. Um... I don't want to do the second half. Can we just go home? Hey, I mean, that's what the team did last night. Maybe we should. (laughs) That's a nice segue. That was unplanned completely, by the way. Let's just quit. (laughs) Um, I mean, how much of our, how much of our, um, break conversation do we want to bring into the second half of this podcast? I mean, there's, because we had a conversation during the break that, we could bring over, but how much do we want to bring it in? What yeah, do you want to? What do you yeah. want to ask? I mean, it's nothing that I don't think already hasn't been said in some form of. Look facet. at the end of the day, this is all Penny's fault. More or less, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, he composes the roster. He helps um, build the culture. And is he going to hold himself accountable? And is he going to figure out a way to fix it? It's a good question. You got, uh, what, six weeks left in the season for Selection Sunday? Five or six weeks? I can't pull up my calendar. I don't know how to work. That sounds right. Freaking I mean, yeah. Because we, I mean, we've sat here and we've talked for about 30 minutes in that first segment, and we've discussed a lot about the players, right? Like about what they're doing on the court and things like that. And yet, when you hear Penny talk, and any immediate availability since the in the last 15 days, it's been about culture, team chemistry. It's been about buy-in, mm-hmm. the team liking each other, the very basic things of being a team. This is not a good college basketball team. And right now. And that's my that's my issue. Like we can sit here and we can blame the players on those things, but Penny is the 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 leader of like it he says it it falls on him right this has yeah, been a I mean, common theme throughout his entire career sure. at Memphis sure is chemistry issues whether it's been with five freshmen whether it's been with a mix a healthy mix of freshmen and veteran or whether it's been uh, a team full of veterans 
And like I said in the, the break, the only team that we didn't ever hear anything about this on was last year's team when it was two dudes and a bunch of a role bunch of players. dudes. Yeah. Two dudes, two main guys and a bunch of role guys. Yeah. That, that bought in and played their roles great. That knew that knew their role because they know. They they know. Man, I'm not Kendrick Davis. I'm not DeAndre Williams. The only way I'm gonna eat is if I do what I'm do what I'm supposed to do. do what I'm being sure. asked to do. And Kendrick Davis is a professional point guard who we can clearly tell is 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 that guy. And and I, I just I'm sitting here and I'm going, yes, we can sit here and talk about the players. We can sit here and blame them. But this isn't a scheme thing to me. This is a culture, chemistry, the very things that Penny is talking about, and that is on him. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. We said it going into the year. This is absolutely by far and large the most talented team that he's had. But I will – I mean, I guess the the 21 team would give this team a run for its money, but I would say this is the worst team that he has had. And just for clarification, the most talented roster, but the worst team. Yeah. Like as a cohesive unit, they right. do not play well together. It is a basketball team. Yeah, they do not play well together. Um, I know for the this, last for the last three games yeah. for the last six games they haven't played Correct. well together. That's, I was just saying they like, played I well together since December twenty like second. That's it, almost six weeks ago. It it definitely seems like it's been on the down like the downhill. Even some of those games in the ten in the ten game streak. I mean, they, they were getting kind of yeah. And like we said in the first half, like he has come out and said that dudes were pissed off, even among winning 10 games straight like they were mad because they didn't put up because double they doubles they don't yeah they don't care about when i mean that's this should be the ultimate goal is just winning the basketball game no matter what it takes i know and i know that a lot of this reflects back on penny and he's still learning to be a, a college basketball coach I, I get that that's what the point you guys are making but i think there needs to to be some double responsibility. I think some of it does have to come back on Penny, but also some on the players. Arguably, I think I would take more of a, like a 60-40 on Penny than the players, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like, sack up. You're grown men. You need to get along to get this thing going. It, it only benefits you for this team to work well together and win games, right? Because if your goal is the NBA – and I'll just say David Jones. I'm not saying he's the problem, nothing like that. I'm just using him as an example. If you're David Jones and you get into these pre-NBA meetings and it's like, hey, man, your team was trash. You guys could not play well together. What's going on? Yeah, but I you know, I put up 20 points on average through nine or ten games. It's like, yeah, but you were, the team wasn't good. Like, yeah, but I put up 20 points. Yeah, I was fine. I think if you put me around better players, then I, you know, I could only be better. And like that kind of conversation is not going to get you anywhere. Now, obviously, that's not something he would say, but that Maybe. is a question I think that could easily lot come of, up. There's a lot of eyes in that uh, discussion there, Teej. I'm just using it as an example, man. Just an example. I don't know that it's far off from the truth. Well, you know, you know. It makes me think of two two K when you get to my player career and you get to pick your responses there was always the selfish route make it all about yourself no i i 
they just don't play well together. Well, I think that's right the easiest now. way to say it. No, not even just right now. I mean, for the the majority of the season, I feel like that's... They have had stretches where they have played well together. Okay, how many games have they played completely? 20-something? Uh, we're 20 even, 15 and 5. Yeah, okay, 15 and 5. Do you think 10 games they played well together? Do you think they played well together in Austin P? Going toe-to-toe with Austin P up until five minutes? I would say probably at least half they've played well together. Okay. I I just don't know that I would say they played well together for a majority or half. I think it leans not played well together more so than not. Oh, I would, yeah. I would agree with that. And because even in situations where you're playing um, – like yes, Jackson State they ended up smashing them, but don't and I know it's the first game, so it's kind of hard to grade that one. But they didn't play that well together in that game. I mean Villanova, I don't think we need to talk about. It was just kind of a, a one-off. But see, that's a I that's mean, an anomaly to me. But also the part of that is think about the second half of that game. I know you're going to sit here and say a Villanova allowed them to come back, but that was a team that did not quit. Agreed. And that was in a game Agreed. that would be very easy to write off as okay, you just play. You're playing your third game. You had a rough hat, like whatever. You came out the second half and went through the motions. The game was over, and they absolutely did not quit. They look like a to- that team in that game of the second half against Villanova is not the same team that played the second half yesterday. No, and yesterday was a much more winnable game, and probably much more important. So you still think the second half team from yesterday's game was worse I don't ever than the USF see, game? I don't ever want to see that team again. Dude, the second half of USF was the same thing to me. Like they just did not care. They thought that they were going to win no matter what because they had a twenty point lead and they were more talented. Like I, I'm starting to go back to Penny's comment on our season is our auto conference because they have not given a damn. About a single game, hundred percent. That play, is all seems. on him, and that comes from the very tip top. When your coach is telling you that, there's no doubt in my mind. That's why they've approached some of these games the way they've approached them. I, I think, even if they had, what I mean, what did they go in out of conference? Let me do the math. Did you know at the top of your head what they went in out of conference? Us eleven yeah. and two, eleven and two. Let's say they bombed. The Clemson, the Virginia, the A and M, but they won conference. Like they hypothetically went out, win, you know, win the American, whatever. They're in a better place by winning the American and losing those out of conference games than they would be than they are today. If that makes sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like as of right now, you're eighth in conference or something, seventh. I don't know what it we is. We are currently sixth. And I of think. course they can climb, right? Behind, you got SMU, you got FAU twice. Like behind, you can climb. We are we are sixth behind Charlotte, South Florida, UAB, and North Texas. The powerhouses that those you know what Memphis coach beat all four of those teams though this year? And didn't finish behind them. And this all sounds doom and gloom. Right, just because it's three straight losses. Yes, you're 15 and five. It's just the fact that the optics of South Florida, and I, I will let the two lane game, the two lane game loss happen. I was talking because, about Brooks, by the way, the soccer coach. You're talking about Ryan Silverfield, you clown. Oh, did he not lose to those teams? 
this we, guy. The other football. To uh, South Florida and UAB, those are two games where your team quit on you. Un- unequivocally. Right? And you have Rice coming up next on the 31st. That's a Do two you, days. TJ, let me ask you this. Do I Any like alluded? rice? Fried rice. I had fried rice tonight. It was delicious. D- we had I had some rice in my Chipotle. Shout out to Red Koi if they'd like to sponsor and they're listening. We know that you are. We'll have a, a fried rice segment. I'm all down for that. Um, it was alluded to the fact that their the starting lineup may change. And Penny said today, the five that he puts out there, you can expect will fight. If you had to, if you had to name a the starting five right now that you would anticipate that would go out there and give you everything they had, who would it be? Carl Charon Fant, Jalen Young. Kenny and I are on board together, so keep going. I'm I'm with you so far. Two for two. Jordan. Nick three, Jordan. Three for three. Nicholas is, I think, Nikolai. Ashton Hardaway. I, no, Jaden Hardaway. You got the wrong me. Hardaway there, my man. Jaden Hardaway. You <laughs> didn't see. I th- That's iffy for me. First three, I'm all on board. No, I think he absolutely, Ashton, I, will start. On I'm not Wednesday. asking who you think will start. I'm saying in your mind, you have to name five that are going to give you everything they got. Who are your five? Well, isn't that what he's saying? Who, Those are the I'm guys not asking st- from Penny's perspective. I want Kenny Stubble Build's perspective. Oh. Who are your five you would throw out there? You're the head coach because you're they're doing a charitable fill-in head coach for one night. <laughs> I'm not doing – I'm not it's playing. It's the Memphis State game. 52-year-old Kenny Stubblefield is head coach. He gets to pick the starting five. Who are they going out there and fighting their asses off? 52-year-old Kenny Stubblefield doesn't play those kind of silly games. Oh, my gosh. Like, because honestly, you – I'm just asking you really you think, think on this you team really think, plays You, you, you really think that a lineup of Nick Jordan, Carl Charenfant, Jaden Hardaway, Jalen Young, and whoever else they want to throw in is going to – is a, is actually a better team, like that to me is just a silly game. And if it's if if that happens on Wednesday night, further proof for me that this is going downhill very quickly. Mm. Like so, I I don't I wouldn't I don't even entertain that, those I don't, games. I don't think that that kind of thing works at this level anyway. That's what I'm saying. If we were playing in middle school or something, that's a an approach that I would maybe take. It's called grasping for straws. Um, but I was just doing it as who you think on this team would actually go out there and play as hard as they possibly can, not necessarily who you think is actually going to start on Wednesday. But for me, it would be Carl. It I would be Jordan Malcolm. There, I think. It would be Nikolai. It would be Jalen. And then to be honest with you, I struggle with a fifth. I may only play four. They're going to give me everything they got. This guy's ridiculous. I might throw in a little slick out. He will give it to you. I don't think he's got much to give, but he'll give it. Uh, what do you trade? know about Slick's ball? <clears throat> Stop it. He didn't pull up that three when he should have in the uh, – uh, That's true. J- Jackson State, I think it was. Um, Rice coming to FedEx Forum, 131. Absolutely, you cannot lose either one of these games. Rice at home Wednesday, they are doo-doo, 228 in Ken Palm. You cannot lose to Wichita State. You already beat them by 107 at their place. Neither one of these games can you lose. You have to go 2-0 this week. Well, you definitely need to go 2-0 without question. 
I mean, we literally can't lose a game until you could probably I, drop the North Texas game. I'll say this. I think there's enough time in a decent enough couple of teams in front of you for Penny to get this back on track. It's fine. Yes. If you but you if you want to if you want out, you're fine. If you even just dropped, say, North Texas and SMU away and then you split with Florida Atlantic, you're fine. What do you think that would put them in conference? Fourth? Losing three more games, six games? So what are we talking about? Twelve and six? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably fourth or fifth. It's not great. Because I think Charlotte's remaining schedule is easier than is very good at basketball, though. They don't play the only top 100 Ken Palm team they have remaining on their schedule is us. Yeah. They play East Carolina, South Florida, Temple, UTSA, Wichita State, Tulsa, and Rice. 12 and 6 was good for third last year. That was Tulane in the membrane. And then two years ago to the 21 22 season, 13 and 5, Memphis was third. So, uh, yeah, you'd probably be. I mean, you're sitting in six right now with a bunch of teams in front of you that only have one loss. I don't know. I'd have to look at what the their remaining schedules are, but all North, that to say, North Texas looks damn good. I mean, FAU's going to lose a couple because they've just. I mean, they're right sure. there, kind of the way sure. that we've been. Charlotte, I hadn't watched a whole lot of, but they seem to be some kind of Cinderella witchcraft going on with them. They just can't lose. South Florida at six and one is honestly is that's. Shout out to the Bulls. I don't know how they've done that. I don't know who they have remaining either. They have North Texas, Charlotte. They're going to lose a couple. FAU, Tulane, they'll lose. They're going to lose some games. SMU. They probably won't finish top five, six. Do you think Penny turns this around? I hate to be a downer, but I feel like no. I guess let's define. <laughs> yeah, we got to define turn it around. Yeah, let me just be clear. How do you define turn around? You know, I mean, turn around to me would be losing two more games max. Yeah, that's so one, nine and two for the rest of the eleven. Yeah, I would say, I would say if you dropped either at North Texas, one of at North Texas or at SMU, and then dropped Florida Atlantic. Mm. That would be turning around. I would take it. <clears throat> but I honestly don't know that it happened. I could honestly see us losing. I could see Tulane beating us at home. I could see us. I could see us winning the next three and then losing three in a row again. Because you play Tulane at home, away mm -hmm. at North Texas, away at SMU. That could be another three-game skid. I do, and I said it, you know, right before the UAB game. I just didn't think they would lose three in a row because the, just the talent disparity there. I just thought Memphis was too talented. But they don't care. And I, mean, and not, I know. You're and not I, taking that into They I, do I not care, not Timothy. considering that. <laughs> and I'm curious. <laughs> I was not considering that they would do not care. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just I, I thought that even it's though. astonishing. I don't know how you can be a high division one basketball player and not care to lose games. I just don't. Where mm. are they beating Rice? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're beating Rice, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, we say that, but I don't know what. I guess USF was ranked decently <clears throat> high. 
when we decided to drop that one. I mean, Rice is the equivalent to Austin P. Yeah, they're beating Rice. Well, you, you said that very confidently, but like, they exactly cruise on Austin P. But, but no, I, I think they do beat Rice. The Wichita State, I'm not convinced they're going to smoke. Oh, I don't think we'll smoke at home. Them at home. I don't even know what the spread is. If it's anywhere from four to five, I'm not taking Memphis to cover that. Well, Ken Palm has it at 11. So I would assume that it'll probably be nine and a half, ten ish. <laughs> I'll just choose not to touch that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think he can turn this around, right? I think you're going to have to wake some guys up. I mean, he did it with the Amani team. He's capable of doing it. I think it's just. His quotes about the situation this time around are much more concerning to me. He seems like he doesn't know what to do. And I feel like I mean I've I said it I've said it before. He throws the players under the bus. And I guess maybe it's worked before, but I just don't know that that's a tactic that's always going to work. And I mean he did it yesterday. I think that like the first question he was asked in the post game is what is what's happening, and his response was I don't know. Ask the team, and I, that's just alarming to come from the head the head coach. Yeah, so I, I, don't I don't know. I mean, I, I want to believe that he can do it. He did it again in the situation with the young guns and the old heads, and somehow got that team to buy in together, go on a streak look good in the NCAA tournament. But right now, I just... The way that this team has looked... I mean, also, with that Amani team, like I think it was easier to talk yourselves into the losses not being as bad because at least at that point in time, like you had... You were playing with limited roster, right? Like you had dudes... Whether or not they were really injured, mm-hmm. you had guys sitting... Like, I remember losing to Tulane that year. We only had, like, eight active players. And that's just not the case. You're sure, obviously not to piss Kenny off. Outside of Mills, you are healthy and have your available five, top seven, eight that you need. And this team just does not look like they give two shits about winning basketball games. So until I see that, I'm going to say that we don't turn it around. Kenny, what about you? I was checking an email, so I don't know exactly what the question was. I'm sorry. Do you think we, that we turn it around? Uh, Yes, I do. Um, I do think that there, there comes a point where um, there becomes a certain level of just like guttural instinct pride that kicks in that makes you go, you know what, man, like, honestly, screw this. Like I'm done with this. And do they have that? Well, and that's, and that's, that's what Penny I want to say. Yes. Based on today's comments, which is, I don't know what the hell happened in the last 12 hours, but last night it was blank stares and he just didn't know what to do to get the team to understand. And then today, all of a sudden after losing to UAB, where's, let me find the quote. It was, Parth tweeted it. Where did he go? Shout out to Parth. Okay. 
A lot of these guys have been on three or four teams. Three is that true? Four teams, a lot of college basketball teams. They've been got the guys on those teams. That's what you get when you get a bunch of portal guys. Said the players finally realized after losing to UAB that they must play as a team. Hmm. <laughs> I want to know exact like when exactly did that happen because it, it wasn't yesterday. I mean, he said as much yesterday that they he didn't know what it was going to take. I mean, I, I legitimately hope he's right. And I think that – I do think that there is a, as I said, just a level of just grown man pride that steps in that just says, man, I'm not going out like this. Mm-hmm. And um, if they do that, this team is absolutely talented enough to go as far and as deep as they want to go. Sure. Um but will 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 they do that? That's the question, and I think that's the question that I think is a is a valid question for anybody that's a fan or a media member covering this team should ask. Will they do it? Um, because they ain't got much time left here to like figure this thing out. So you are running. Out of time. Although I think this was about the time last year. Let me look at it. When Alex hurt his ankle? No. Well, I guess they had, they'd won several in a row and then they lost, we lost to Tulane a year ago at home. We had that rough loss to UCF and then went on a good little six, five game win streak and then lost to Tulane. And then they, they kind of played well from there on out. At this point last year, we were 17 and five exactly a year ago. So we're, we were seven and two in conference, though. I have a, I have a question for both of y'all because I inevitably this podcast is going to come out and there's going to be reactions to it, right? Um, reactions from Memphis Tiger fans to this podcast. Sure. Um, how do you respond? How are you guys going to respond or will you respond to the comments of how dare you question this? Like, how dare you? Like, is it is it right for us to be sounding the alarm a little bit? Yes, it happened. This is a repeat of every year. It's the same thing. When did you go no shoes, TJ? I He's just slipping off his Burks. My goodness, those socks are like pretty epic sorry look just got distracted by yeah. your wigglies you're about to me penny is not above no criticism and i'm just gonna be real we're in year six and my dude is in sixth place in this trash conference yeah like you've gone six years now and have not won this league and it's been a one or two bid league that's inexcusable given the fact that we spend top 20 in the entire nation on basketball, we spend three or four times as much as any other team in this league. We are by and far more talented every year than like every other team in this league. Except for maybe Houston. They're gone. It's right. not an excuse anymore. And that I like you swept Houston two years ago, you still didn't win the league. <laughs> so you can't say that you didn't win because Houston, like you swept them. Yeah. It's because you 
drop it's these not because ass games. it's not because of Houston and teams that are good that you're losing the conference. It's because you're losing to East Carolina. You're losing to Tulane Tulsa. at home. You're losing to Tulsa by 40 points. You're losing to freaking South Florida. To Tulane twice. You're getting down 25 yeah. to 1 to South Florida. Like, it's not because of the better teams in the league that are yeah. keeping you from winning this league. It's because you're losing to far inferior opponents. Yeah, I do think it's interesting that <clears throat> pretty much anytime you say anything about Penny, that some fans react in a certain certain way. And it's to your point, like he, he's not immune to criticism. Look, he's like, not. The, this all comes from a place for me. Like, I just want, I just want to enjoy being a fan of Memphis basketball and football, for that matter. And right now, it's not fun. Like, I don't. I know people that, and I'm really honestly like, I don't even want to watch the rice game because i know it's probably going to piss me off it's not going to be fun at least that's what i'm expecting and i know that there are people that have season tickets all sort like they're not even going to go on wednesday do you think that we are overreacting in a certain to a certain extent do you think we are overreacting that's how i should probably word that all right i'm not no i'm not calling for penny to be fired i know but we are acting we are i don't think we are in agreement up. openly that this team has an issue after dropping three consecutive games and that they need to fix it or they will not make the tournament. I don't know how that's overreacting. I don't think it's overreacting. That's, that's stating I'm the reality saying, I, of the I'm situation. Asking, I, I'm asking yeah, if no. we are overreacting. I think there are people that will take it as an overreaction and tell us to relax and they're 15 and 5 and we've been here before and Penny's teams play the best basketball in February and March and whatever. But it's like, dude, it's the same thing every year the american is ranked the second worst and we're in sixth place in that sixth place i think that is that is inexcusable and that's not because we've played fau twice and lost or the fact if houston was in the league and we lost to houston like yeah I i do think that you have the bulk of your conference schedule remaining so while we are not playing very well as a team and you know the alarm is not being sounding it's not being sounded right now but like you're up against it i think if you drop another game or two in conference it, there's some serious questions that need to be had i think the alarm is for me it's not firing for up. me for me it's not i yet. mean you have in the matter of a week and a half gone from a 5 seed to now a nine plus ten seed. Yeah, Lenardi had us his last four buys today. What was that stat? If they lose to Rice, they would be a twenty five percent chance. No, we're they... at a twenty five percent chance now of making the tournament according oh, to Bartorov. I thought it was with the loss to Rice. No, well, he's predictive, so he's sure. He's saying currently where we stand. I think he has a seventy seventh in the country. We have a twenty five percent chance of making wow. the tournament. I think there's enough on the remaining schedule with FAU twice, SMU, North Texas, and honestly, Tulane. I, there's enough in there, team, yes, that you can save yourself. Yeah, if you win out, you can still be a six or seven seed. The loss at Tulane barely affected your metrics, so they seem to care. They seem to think that Tulane's decent at basketball, and then you have FAU twice. That's a top twenty team. Um, Charlotte seems like they're good. I don't think that they're good. 
every time I've watched them, they've not seemed to be good. Uh, and then SMU is good, and North Texas is good. Charlotte's so, just a team of destiny. Somehow. I think that you have enough that you can build yourself back up, and then at that point, people will come at us and tell us how dumb we are and probably I've, call us armchair coaches. I, or worse, shout out to my mom. <laughs> mom, we saw what you posted in the Facebook group. Yeah, take it easy on us, Betty. That felt targeted. That was rude. Uh, Ruthless. I will say, at this point in the season, relative to the last couple of years, you absolutely have more opportunities to boost yourself up than you have in previous years. Previous years, we've gotten to this point where we're at in the season, and it is like, hey, you have got... It comes down to beating Houston once, at least. Sure. And like you said, now you've at least got potentially four more quad one in North Texas, SMU, and then FAU twice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all there in front of them. They still have, obviously, they've slipped a lot. They're 15 and five, but if we, four or five weeks from now, you come in and they're 27 and six, like, let's play ball. Yeah. Where do we go from here? I don't know. But this all just feels uh, hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. Not, man, dude, that was great. What? That Segway was awesome. Have you ever ridden a Segway? I have not. I have. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I almost got kicked out of the U of M for a Segway. I was flirting with a girl. We were at the library. And I was trying to impress her. And looking back on this now, being older, it was so, so dumb. Don't even know why I thought this would impress her. I jumped on one of the U of M police officer Segway and rode it around a column twice and came back. And he came out and he took all my information was like, you're getting kicked out of school. Like 100%. I, I could probably, well, I don't have my U of M email anymore. But he, like I have emails from school officials letting me know how serious of an offense it was. There's several things in that story that just, I have a lot of questions. I don't know why, but TJ just saying I was flirting with a girl makes me laugh. I don't look just the way that you phrased it. I was. I, I don't know how else you would say that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was trying to impress her. Two that we had cops on campus so, so that rode around on effing segways. Hundred percent. I'd totally forgotten about that. Hundred percent. And then three that you thought, hey, I'm gonna hop on this cop segway and I'm gonna be cool. And I looked around and I didn't see him. I it's thought all it was gonna work. Freaking, hey, to go back to Kevin James, we got freaking Paul Blart mall cop over <laughs> yeah. here. I thought it was a safe place. It was not. <laughs> this is gonna work out well in my favor. So what happened? You got an email and what happened? You know, Jay Lawhead had us. No, Lawhead. Not, he was not. Lawhead was not a part of this. This was. Uh, he had your back. That's why he didn't get kicked out. Gosh, I wish I could remember this person's name. Um, nothing ended up happening. They exchanged emails with me, asked me my side of the story, and I was just straight up honest. Like I was trying to impress a girl. I jumped on the Segway. I did not. I was, had no intentions of stealing it. I put it right back where I got it. Like it wasn't like the cop chased me down. Did you know it was a police Segway? Yeah, I mean. It, had of police all yeah, over it, it. It's there's no I mean, question it about it. It's got the U of M little badge on it and everything. There was no question. Just that it was hopped U of on M. it and saw it. Did yeah, you turn the siren on? No, I didn't. I don't think they have sirens. I just leaned forward and started going and went around the thing twice and came like parked it and jumped off. And he was like, "No, come here, come here." The real question here is, did it work? No, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Did was she was she 
rightfully impressed by your rebel no, spirit. No, I think she thought I was an idiot. <laughs> I'm sure. And I was like, who thinks it's a good idea to jump on a police like segway? <laughs> like, I will say, the one thing I took away from that is segways are super fun. They are. They, were, they are super what, fun. I don't know what happened to them, but I haven't seen a segway. I think segway they're still yet. there. I just don't know if they have right... Uh, Uber. I think, I think, no, what are the I think Bird took them bird, out. Of, thank you. Now Bird's dying. Yeah, they are done. Yeah, RIP to Bird. Let's get into Hyperbolic, dude. I like this can. It is a good can. You guys can't see it, but it's a good can. Maybe you can kind of see it's it. It's a heart floral decor. I meant to look this up while we were chit-chatting. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, song and dance for this one is. Yeah, so... As we've mentioned before, Soul and Spirits base all their beers off of songs. I just scanned it. And this one's Hopperbolic. And uh, Trey's going to read it for us now, hopefully. Starting yep. now. It just took me to the homepage in general. Well, that is the longest name of a song. Hype. Someone is looking at this I'm like, oh, you idiots, it's Isaac Hayes. Um, where do we start here? Hyperbolic. I just accidentally syllable. clicked that I wasn't 21 to get into the website. No, they're not going to let you in. I can't read this. Someone who is a music person is laughing at us right now. Hyperbolic syllabics. I don't know what you're saying. Quidalistic. Trey, I don't know what to tell you here. It's the word. It's the name of the song. Oh, I see it. Inspired by. Yeah, read that. Try it. Not a chance. No, just try it. S's and G's. Hyperbolistic, syllabistic, syllabistic, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's an Isaac Hayes song, um, and it's the longest name of a song. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Uh, anyway, the can's dope. I like this can. Wow. Did you see the food pairings for this? I did not. Jerk shrimp or lobster roll. Mm. Not my Or uh, Gorgonzola Dolce. can see some jerk shrimp hitting hard with this and cheese milk um i don't know about any of that but the beer's good i like the can uh i'm gonna go decently high on the can because i do like the color scheme of it i think it's dece yeah i don't know that i fully understand the heart and the palm no. with the flowers coming no, out of, of all not. the arteries but i'm assuming somewhere in this uh if we were to read a little bit more actually no I don't see anything about flowers or hearts. I don't know. It is a cool can, though. I like the design. And for that, I'm going to go 7-5. Maybe if we knew the lyrics to the song, maybe that plays well, a Well, you'll have bit. to listen to it and let us know. Maybe. We'll see. Um, you say 7-5? Mm-hmm. That's probably not bad. I would go... You're probably about right. I don't want to get too crazy with and go too high. I'm going to say like a 7, 8, though. I like it. I like that. It's a good color scheme. A lot going on there. I'm trying to avoid the shimmer on it. Just Google it. This is impossible. Just Google it, please. Uh, the beer I love. So obviously It is good. It's not my favorite. Hazy, juicy, I think. The, what's that one we had at Luke Hazy's? Did we get that one? Isn't that a hazy that tastes like Fruit Loops? 
Uh, Voodoo, Voodoo Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, it's one of the Voodoo Rangers. Fruit Force or something like that. That one is. Voodoo really Rangers good. got a couple of juicy hazies that are good. Yes. Um, this one's I think really the very story. first episode of what used to be Tigers on Tap. Mm, don't say that word. Never. This episode never got released, I think. And that was before we decided we were going to do the same beer and local. We did. I think different. the very first beer that I ever drank on an episode was Voodoo Ranger Juicy Hazy IPA. I think you just made that up. But I don't remember that at all. Uh, this is a good beer. Uh, I really like this one, but I am a hazy juicy IPA guy. What? It was back when we were audio only, so you didn't see what beer I was drinking. I was ripping burps in Kenny's ear. No, that was this was. Oh, I guess he probably didn't edit that one. It never got released. Oh, I edited it. Not the burping episode. Uh, there was many burping episodes. Yeah, that can't just be defined <laughs> to one. Yeah, there was so true. Probably a, a good fifteen. The, all right, all right. The burping get, trilogy. Get back on track, guys. <laughs> I like this. It, for me, it's like an eight four out of ten. <laughs> wow. But I really like hazy IPAs. This is my favorite beer, and this thing has a lot of citrusy punch to the mouth when you first drink it and i really like that with the beer so and it's a pint tj so loves get getting point. punched in the mouth with your citrus mm, 6.7 i call by volume by the way um it is good again it's not my favorite hazy juicy that i've had was a little on the hoppy side for me but it is good and i would drink it again and i am very thankful that it was in a uh, pint mm-hmm and for that, I'll go 7-6 on this bad boy. I'll take that. I'll take that. So if you're out there, drink a hop, hoperbolic, hazy, juicy IPA. From, from our friends at uh, Souls Soul and Spirit. Spirit. Or, or let us know. TJ Just said at the beginning of the episode, King, King of, of Queens. Queens with Kevin King of- James. King of Queens. It does say <laughs> Queen and Kings. It's very easy to just, you know, catch that. I was like, well, this is a brand new brewery that we haven't ever yeah, tested. I was out. like, what is, I don't. I wonder if anyone actually. That. Do you guys actually ever drink the beer? I need to know. If they do, leave a comment. I didn't know if oh, anyone the actually ever drinks it. I was it. like, do you, do I ever drink it? Yes. Yeah, every, you every do, week. Man. I know you do. It's my one weekly beer. All right, Trey. Parting words. Um, let's win a basketball game or two this week. That would be, be fun. Super D's. Would really, really appreciate that. Um, and hopefully we see you guys back next week. TJ's kicking me right now. I don't Not know on purpose. On. My shoe. Trying to see get you guys back, back next week, and we're seventeen and five, and maybe we jump up to like fourth in the conference. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be real cool. So come with a cold beer. Stay for the hot takes. And peace be with you. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.